All right, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the That Makes Sensei podcast. My name is Dan, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the lovely Stu. Stu, how are we doing today, Hello, mate? it's Stu Sensei here. Great to In see you, house. Dan. Yes. How are you yes. doing? All good, my friend. It's all good on my end. How about your side? Wicked. 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 Jungle now, is massive. that is a word. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> jungle is massive. Um, is exactly where I was going with that. For you 90s people, maybe you know what we're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so this is a brand new podcast that we are starting. Um, so I think it's only fair, if you're here for the first time, you're probably thinking, who are these guys? Well, we're about to tell you. Stu, let the people know. I'd love to tell you about myself. Um, so my name is Stu Sensei. I'm an English teacher uh, from England, specifically the southeast of England, um, although I did live in the southwest as well. I now live in Japan, and I've been here for seven years. I have a wife and two children, one boy, one girl, and I've been teaching English for about eight years. Yes. How about you, Dan? Tell us about you. Well, I am basically the same. No, I'm not. Same person. Same person. <laughs> yeah, same. It's basically <coughs> twins. Uh, like that film with Danny DeVito. Um, <laughs> twins. <laughs> anyway. I'm Arnold um, Schwarzenegger, is... of course. <laughs> and I'm Danny DeVito. That's brutal. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Dan. I'm uh, also from England, but I'm from the north of England, where, you know, it's a bit grim. Dirty northern, um, as we would say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, from up north, uh, also an English teacher. Um, been teaching for probably about the same amount of time as Stu, eight years, something like that. Um, I've been in Japan for nearly seven years, and I have a wife and two cats. So that's the main difference. Um, <laughs> you know, One boy, one girl. Two, both. Yeah, that's it. it? <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, so life's a parallel, basically. Uh, but yeah, um, other than that, you know, just different part of Japan to still. You're, you're in the more Tokyo-esque area. I'm east, I'm, you're west. Uh, east, I'm west side. Yeah, west, west side. side massive. There he is. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's me. Nice to meet you all. Um, right then, let's jump into today's topic. Stu, what is today's topic? What are we talking about? Today, today? is all about um, how you relieve yourself from stress. So Me specifically? In general, I mean, we can start off talking about <laughs> ourselves and we could talk about some other little bits and bobs. But I think it's um, an interesting topic because, you know, many learners get stressed with English. That's for sure, don't they? Mm. Um, but also there's going to be some great vocabulary and talking points popping up. So, yeah, I hope so. Um, so yeah, stressful life is stressful, man. Like just in general these days, you know, especially language learners, stress, <laughs> work, stress, you know, daily life, paying your bills, turning your eating on all stressful things these days. Uh, you've got to escape from that somehow. Otherwise you're going to go just Radio rental. <laughs> <coughs> so, uh, is that Cockney rhyming slang? Does that count? Um, yeah, Radio I suppose so. I don't know if it's official Cockney rhyming slang, but it would be mental. You're trying to say, yeah, radio yeah, rental, mental. Yeah. Mm. So, is there official Cockney rhyming slang? Well, like I mean, you book? could make anything, but if traditional, we should say, an official traditional, right, cool. let's say. Mm. Mm. 
So the, the Cockney elders got together and decided that that were acceptable. Yeah, and, nothing else. Um, you know, in English, you're only allowed to do one thing one way, apparently. You know? Not allowed to speak American, especially not on this podcast. Isn't it? <coughs> like, no saying schedule here today. No. Only but, schedule. How about you, though? I mean, yeah. you're from the North, so. The dirty North. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I personally say schedule. So when you make yeah. those videos in Mike and you're like, actually, British people say schedule. They say both. They and say I, both. It's uh, it's just. And I'm a bit like, I don't say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Many people. <laughs> it's it's a historical thing. But it, I'm going to definitely tangent. So let's get on the, focused on the topic of stress. <laughs> Otherwise, well, we will be stressed when there's three minutes left. Yeah. Uh, so three minutes in, we're already off topic. <laughs> anyway, stress, mate. How, how do you deal with stress? Me? I mean, if you're in a stressful. It's a great question. I tend not to let stress get to me too much. I kind of have a one phrase that has helped me throughout my life. Uh, it's a nice one. First piece of vocabulary would be, it is what it is. And it's what yeah. I've always used. Whenever I've, whenever there's a thing that doesn't go my way, I, it is what it is. Basically means you can't change what's happened, so you might as well move on. So obviously I get stressed, but you know, like that always helps me. After like 10 minutes of the thing, I'm just like, oh, whatever. You know. Very zen, that mate. Very zen. I'm a zen. I'm a zen guy. <laughs> um, so I am kind of opposite to you. I easily get stressed um, about nothing. Like I don't know it's stress or anxiety or whatever it mm. is, but I'm quite susceptible to stress. Susceptible and even well. though, yeah. So even though, you know, I try to be a bit, you know calm and you know laid back sometimes in like high pressure situations i get stressed and that leads to like anger almost not like rage but like just you know that pent up kind of oh my god i'm gonna explode eventually pent up aggression yeah like and honestly like i i do therapy these days you know and a big part of my therapy is dealing with, like, anxiety and stress and all that stuff. And one thing that I've come to find over the last year and a half mm. is, like, meditation. Oh, it's good. Yeah. I used to. It's, I haven't done it in a while. Mm, growing up, I always thought meditation was the most hippie, nonsense, you know. Mumbo-jumbo. What are you... <laughs> mumbo-jumbo, exactly. Um, Space-age mumbo-jumbo. And I always thought, what a load of bollocks. But as an adult, I have 180 completely. Done a 180, like I'm a Tony Hawk pro skateboarder. <laughs> and I love it. It's, I don't know whether you call it meditation or mindfulness or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever it's called. But I, I found that that really works for me. In a way that I didn't expect. So have you ever... You said you used to meditate a bit. Yeah, I mean, you need somewhere to start is the key thing. And and some people do meditation their whole lives, of course. But um, And there's nothing wrong with that. And, and there's no correct way. You may like it, may not like it. But um, when I found times where, like, mm, I had a lot on my mind um, or I couldn't work out how to focus, meditation was great for that. So... I would take out and it takes time to build the skill of meditation because it's weird at the start. It feels weird. It's not weird. It feels weird because you're not used to mm. just 
you're meant to empty your mind, aren't you? Mm. And that's quite a difficult thing to do when, you know, that you want to think of many things, you've got many challenges to do. But once you get, uh, I, I had an app called Headspace. I found it very useful mm. and it worked very well for about two months. I, I used it. It sounds like a short amount of time, but it really did like a, did a good job for me uh, to mm. clear my mind and focus and like, and then took apply those kind of techniques just to things I could do in my life. So these days I go for a walk instead in the morning, every morning. I find in the morning, you have to do it in the morning and it mm. helps your day for me personally, it helps my, helped my day to transpire the way I wanted it to. Mm. Exactly the same, mate. Like, um, for me, if I don't go for a walk first thing, I just don't do it. You know, uh, mm. it gets to the point you get busy, you start doing something else and then, you know, it's lunchtime. And then after that, you just find like, oh, I can't be asked. <laughs> like, and you know, you should, um, but it's not easy to make yourself do that, you know? So first thing in the morning, I like to try and go for a walk. I'm lucky. I live next to Japan's biggest lake. And to be able to go for a walk along the lake in the morning, be out in nature, it's like another one of those things as a kid growing up in, like, I want to live in a big city. I want to live in a big city. Now I'm like, mate, give me that lake life all day. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to be surrounded by people. I want to get out in nature and have a walk around and, and you know, think. That's where most of my thinking actually happens. It's like when I'm out walking. Yeah, me too. But right now. It's snowing, so I didn't go for a walk today because, you know, a bit cold. Um, so, probably I'll do a bit of meditation later. But returning back what you said about, like, it's hard at first. Like, the idea is that you kind of empty your brain and mm. you don't think about anything. And they always say, like, oh, if a thought comes up, just kind of acknowledge it and move it on, right? Yeah. Is what they say. Um and that's hard at first because you'll be like, you just follow the trend and like a thought pops in and you'll think about it and that leads to something else. And then, okay, I need to stop. I need to go back to my breathing, focus on the breathing and start again. And I've been doing it a while and I'm still pretty bad at it, truth be told. <coughs> um, but it's, it's not an easy thing to do. But for me, meditation works. Do you do anything else to help you like relieve stress? Like what's what's working for you? Uh, you know, I have two kids. I love my kids so much. And then when I see them, it kind of distresses me in a, in a sense. Obviously, there's plenty of times when they stress me. But, you know, <laughs> it tends to be if I've had like a uh, if I'm if I've had a bad time doing some work or something, you know, you know, it's busy or or a bad conversation with someone. And I see my kids, it kind of just flows away. So mm. that's quite good. A lot of people have do some other things, you know. Like they'll go out to do some kind of activity. It helps them let their hair down, you know, and helps them to relax. Um, I remember in England, it'll probably be going to the pub, to be honest with you. I don't know if you did the yeah. same thing, you know. Mm, I enjoyed a nice cheeky pint at the pub every now and then. Um, especially after work, you've had, you had a rough day at work and you're like, come on, mate, let's just grab a pint before we go home. Um, it's always nice. And yeah, I mean... You've got to have something in your life that you do for you. Like, it's not work. It's not, you know, trying to provide something for someone. It's just something that you want to do because you want to do it. And whether that's, you know, archery or 
you know, crochet or <laughs> whatever thing you're into, that's cool and you've got to make a bit of time for yourself. Um, I guess some people call that like a hobby. Yeah. But hobbies is, hobby is a weird word for me. But for me, a hobby is something you routinely do over mm. a period of time. So I think it doesn't work. So it, obviously it does work. I mean, running, you know, for example, any type of exercise is, is shown to de-stress people. But mm. I think that something that you do, what we're really talking about is something you do spontaneously at a moment when mm. there is stress. Yeah. So it's a little bit different from hobby. Mm, so, for sure. yeah, like going to the pub, maybe you like mm. you have a bad day at work and then you go out and it kind of, you know, gives you a breather from life if you want. Yeah, you've got to have that break for sure, mm. because if you don't, like I said, you will go absolutely mental because we live in a world now where we're all on our phones. You know, we're all connected to the the wider world and that can be stressful. You know, every time you open the BBC News app, something bad's happened. And every time you go on Twitter, somebody's been a dickhead or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, you know, how it isn't like you. It's hard to like escape that. And I think the word that people use is like a digital detox, right? Yeah. Like where you kind of disconnect yourself from the world. But that also in itself is stressful for a lot of people. What, what do they call it? It's a word. It's like a word for not having your phone with you. It's like no phobia or something like no phobia, phobia, no phone phobia or something. They call it. I don't know. I don't and know that one. People find that stressful. Like they can't. Oh, FOMO. Like, You're talking about FOMO. That's that's what's that fear of missing out. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, so I guess it's, it's part, it's partly linked, that. Yeah. yeah. I guess it, it's definitely related to that because if you feel a lot of people feel like when they're disconnected, they're kind of out of the group, right? You're, you're not in the group of what's happening. So, and especially for younger people, man, we grew up without that, you know, but the, these young ones now coming through that have grown up with Instagram, they've grown up with Twitter. That's going to be stressful. <laughs> like, to be honest, Unfortunately. So I don't know what young guns are doing to re relieve stress. It's totally. I think it's difficult to cope with without something that you have in your routine, you know, on a mm. regular basis. For example, like like you know, like you said, um, having a phone is almost um, attached to your body. Now it's like mm. a part of your body, isn't it? So I think many people can't cope w without their phone or. Yeah, just just any kind of connecting to a wider space that gives you information, you know. So, and I think that's what's led to like FOMO. I don't think that we, when I was a kid, we we had no choice but to deal with it because, <coughs> pardon me, sorry, because like you said, we're so connected these days. I think that um, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day, when I were a lad, yeah, well. <laughs> When I was a young boy, back in the day, I think that um, what was happening was that I would get an example. Sorry, I'm kind of not getting into the point. An example is <laughs> I would go to my friend's house, knock on his door. If he's not there, I can contact him after that. Yeah, that's yeah, There's it. no like... way of contacting him. So I'd have to wait until school. So I had no choice but to learn how to deal with the lack of instant gratification if you want to call it that or instant yeah. result you know so i think that these days 
it's a great thing that we can find out information instantaneously and we can find out a lot of um, knowledge and connect mm. with people quickly. But it has mm. adverse effects as well, doesn't it? For sure. Like, um, I remember when I, was, when I was a young lad, we used to ring people's house phone to see if they were coming out to play on the street. Like, all right, is Charlie in? Is he coming yeah, out yeah, to play? Exactly. <laughs> landline. You used you, to ring the can landline. Can you imagine? Yeah. And, and my friend, he had one of them spinny phones where you put your finger in it. Like, fidget grrr, fidget grrr, spin. No, oh, you mean... Uh, <laughs> like an old phone yeah, where you yeah, had yeah, to yeah. like dial, like actually that, move yeah, it around. Yeah. Um, like a, a rotary phone or some something. But mate, I was baffled first time I saw that. Anyway, on a tangent. Um, yeah, you go around to your mate's house. One. Yeah. But, but do you know what I never understood? It's like, in England, the number for emergency services were 999. <coughs> yeah. And then if you're pressing 9 on that phone, that's the one that takes the longest amount of time because it's the first Yeah, that's away. true, man. I so never it takes you that. ages to call for an ambulance. Well, for now, it doesn't matter. too late. Like, back in the day, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's interesting. So, complete tangent. But yeah, we used to knock on your mate's door. If they weren't in, you'd be like, well, that's that knackered then. I'll best find something else to do. Yeah. Um, and you used to go places like you'd go to, I don't know, the cinema. And then like you'd call your mum from a payphone. Mum, we finished. Come pick us up. Like, can you imagine kids nowadays if they had to do that? They'd be like, yeah. what is this? I can't remember the last um, time I gave like my family a bell. It's all text messages these days. So like... Yeah, and if somebody rings me, I'm just like, what are you doing? Just staring at the phone, ringing. What are you doing? Like, have you not heard of text messaging? <laughs> um, so it's a bit wild that technology has advanced. And like you say, it is good that you've got access to everything all the time ever. Um, but it's bad in a way. Like, you remember when you were a kid and somebody would be like, oh, my God, I've found the new cheat code for Sonic. And you'd be like, oh my God, what is it? What is it? And they'd like tell you some random thing that's obviously just made up. Nowadays, mm. you wouldn't even entertain them. You'd just go like, hang on a second, look on Google. But like, now nah, you're talking, talking waffle, mate. But it kind of takes the fun out of it. Or like when you used to have a, used to debate people. Do you remember that? When somebody would say something and you'd be like, well, I don't know about that. Let's discuss it. Nowadays, you just Google it and be like, actually, you're, you're totally wrong. Um, so... Yeah, that's good and bad. Anyway, back to stress. <laughs> we are on tangent street No, I today. think these are all related, aren't they? It's all about yeah. um, how people deal with things. And FOMO is a big part of what we were just talking about. So it's still yeah, related. So, not so tangenty as usual. Yeah, it's not as bad as usual. <laughs> uh, bit of behind the scenes. This is actually the third time we're doing third, the first episode. The third first episode, yeah. <laughs> the third because, pilot episode. Yeah, we've been down... Deep down rabbit holes when we're trying, <laughs> we trying to We have been going do down this. rabbit holes, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, but stress is a thing that we deal with every single day. Um, and whatever works for you, good. And if it doesn't work for you, find something that works for you. 100%. I'd um, love to hear. I, I think it's a good opportunity for people to put in the comments um, mm. ways that they deal with stress. Because I think that we all have situations where stress appears at different times in our lives. But I think we can all support each other because the ways of dealing with stress can be associated to each other, just applied in different circumstances. So, yeah, I'd love to know, guys. Think, Tell me in the comments. 
Yeah, for sure. And I think another thing is as well, like, it's important in life to get things off your chest, you know. Like, yes. you can't just hold everything inside on your own. And, you know, it's important to get it out there. And there's a big thing these days, especially, you know, being blokes like we are, we're in a way kind of conditioned not to share things and kind of hold on to everything. It, it was like that it's for a changing long time. now it's changing which is great like, yeah. people are more open to sharing their feelings and their ideas and you know there's a lot in the uk there's a lot of those like support groups where men go there and they just talk and and that's great to see because everybody doesn't matter you know where you're from what your age is what your gender identity is doesn't matter like everybody needs to let go yeah. of stuff and if the YouTube comments, you know, anonymously is the place you want to do that, get it out, get it off your chest. Um, and yeah, I think it'd be good to see. So, Stu, let's kind of bring this bad boy home. Yes. Um, so, first episode, what? how did you feel about that? Yeah, good. This? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've written, uh, written. I've written down a bunch of words uh, that I think that. <laughs> are useful for people and we're going to put them on the screen as they as they go by so hopefully mm. you'll you'll get some value from that there's a few pieces of pronunciation i'd love to talk about actually yeah, um, let's, just let's quick review small things actually just listening to you and listening to myself speak uh i obviously i'm from the south dan's from the north um and there's a couple of things that we do differently that you probably mm. would have noticed whilst we're speaking. But one thing that was interesting that it was the same was this. So the glottal stop, it, traditionally we see in, in the southeast of England and people think of Cockney when they think of, or Estuary English when they think of uh, the glottal stop, glottal T. Um, and, but what I found was you also did the same. So for example, like mm. yeah, important, I say important, important, mm. you would hear in RP, debate. Mm. Without that T, debate, or A-E, A-T, you know. Mm. So I, f I found that very, very interesting uh, between the, the two of us. Sure. It's the same, you know. Mm. I, I don't know whether that's dialect-based or what, but growing up, I've always really strong into glottal T mm. from... Maybe it's a Yorkshire thing as well. Like, each dialect is different, but where, I'm gro where, where I grew up, uh, you know, we would never be, like, important... Like, just we wouldn't. Important. There's no, yeah, there's yeah. like no T in any of that. Same for me. Um, so, yeah, that that's interesting that we're the same. Because it's not the same everywhere. No, UK, not at one. all. Like, a, a lot of so. places, well, the one that everyone will hear is, is RP. You'll hear everything pronounced as, well, I can't say as it says, because that's not English. <laughs> uh, you'll say everything as you would hear in a dictionary. But um, mm. for me personally, I don't always, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But I don't mm. always use the T. Uh, that comes from my background. And then mm. same for you. Um, another thing that I noticed as well. So for me, I will say TH with something called TH fronting, which is like an F or a V. So mm. something, something. Yeah. Or um, something like this, something like this. But when I heard you say the <laughs> word something in the middle of a sentence, it was quite interesting as well. It was like some int, some int. Summon. Yeah, Summon. it's interesting. So, mm. like, obviously, I don't. Re I wasn't really kind of analyzing things between north and south so directly before, but to hear that, and it's something I would have heard many times in England, but just to hear it mm. in there, and then when you think about it, and it's not something that's talked about. 
Mm, you know? Like, especially in Yorkshire, I don't know whether people are just scared of the TH sound or we didn't have enough teeth in his mouth to be able to make that sound. You know, you know what they say about English people and, and their teeth? Oh, <coughs> I'm terrible for that. But um, even worse, like in traditional Yorkshire dialect, it doesn't even sound the same word. We would say summit, summit, summit. Summit, mm. like the top of a yeah, mountain. Yeah, like the top of a mountain, right? But yeah. su- I guess you'd spell it S-U-M-M-E-R apostrophe, mm. right? Summit. Um, and yeah, a lot of those words like oat instead of anything and note instead of nothing. Summit, mm. oat, note, rather than something, anything, nothing. So there's a reason when I came to Japan, I had to just you know, tone down my dialect quite a lot. I remember the first day rocked up some Australian lad I was teaching with couldn't understand me. And I was like, well, that's not going to work for English learners, is it? So I remember very clearly having to develop a teacher voice. So mm. um, that's good. Is there anything else pronunciation-wise that you caught that you thought was interesting? Uh, uh, we can come on to other things another time, I think. But having a couple mm. at the end is always good. I think there's one thing. It wasn't pronunciation-based, but I thought... There's a couple of kind of idiomatic expressions that we used. Uh, one of them was let your hair down. Hmm. Um, so to let your hair down, uh, what does that even mean? Like, I think to you re- said it, so. Yeah, to let your hair down means to relax, basically. Mm. Um, to do something where you mm, just take a moment to, uh, yeah, like we were talking about stress, weren't we? So to let your hair down hmm. means to, to just relax and de-stress yeah with some kind of some kind of way however you do it usually it's an not an event i don't want to say but usually it's some kind of situation more so than like oh i read a book to let my hair down no it's not really like that Mm. it's more like going to a party or going out yeah 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 doing doing something that allows you to have a bit of fun i guess my, my image of this one is like, imagine that you're at work and you've got to tie your hair up uh, to look professional. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the end of the day, you can take it out and, oh, it's finished. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's chill out. So that was one. Um, and the other one was get it off your chest. Mm. Get it off your chest. And that kind of means just to talk about a problem or a situation or something that you're holding on to because it's stressful or upsetting. And you talk about it, you get it off your chest. Yeah. And... I think that's a useful idiom in this case as well. So, nice bit of review. If you are interested in learning this vocabulary and stuff like that, there is a cheat sheet that you can download that's got all the information, all the useful vocabulary from today. You can get it using the link in the description. So, do that. And, you know, this is a new podcast. It's a new thing. So, help us out. Follow. Uh, If it's on YouTube, YouTube, subscribe, like, thumbs up, leave a rating. Tell your friends. All them buzzwords. Yeah, tell your friends about it. Share it. it. We're here to help, guys. So we don't do this just for in our free time for nothing. We we do it to help, you know, you to advance as best as you can. And we know there isn't um, much material that gives you some definitions, you know, of the Mm. words that people say so you can understand the language a bit better. So that's what we're here for. We're here to help you. Mm. So please uh, try and support us as best as you can. Yeah, Yeah, proper appreciate it. Right then, Stu. Thanks so much. And I guess I'll see you again next week. Ciao, ciao. See ya. Bye.